the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. One of the most frequent types of causes of automobile accidents we know is distracted driving, right? It might be occurring when the driver takes his eyes off the road to talk to a passenger, or maybe that they're going to, to reach for something to eat or drink. Some people can become drowsy and lose focus and get distracted. And you all know the most frequent thing that people are distracted by, right? Cell phones. And this is especially dangerous when reading or writing text while driving. And the results of such distractions, they can be devastating, even deadly. Each year, nearly 400,000 injuries take place and about 4,000 deaths in the United States alone as a result of distracted drivers. And there is another kind of distraction that is deadly. It's a spiritually deadly one. And it can lead to eternal destruction. That's when we're distracted away from God and focusing on other things than his things. And it occurs when we lose focus from God's will and also God's way. It happens when we are tempted to look away from the Lord and instead to the attractions of this world. And the Bible it calls this particular distraction temptation. During this Lenten season, when our eyes and our minds are centered on this theme of God's mercy, we focus on Jesus and his cross. But so often our view is distracted with other cares and concerns of life that we are directed away from the Lord and his will for our lives. And today we want to consider the reality of temptation and also to seek God's power to overcome temptation. We're going to consider that reading that we had in Paul's letter to the Corinthians in chapter 10 that helps us to be guided on how to escape temptation. And there's three insights here from this passage as we continue to struggle with temptation. First, we must recognize that temptation is persistent. It's always around us, and it continually seeks to distract us from God. And the Apostle Paul makes a point of this in verse 12, where he says, Therefore let anyone who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. In other words, don't let your guard down. Temptation will catch you at your weakest moment and when you least expect it. The reason that temptation is persistent is because the tempter is persistent. And we know that Satan and his demons will do everything they can to seduce you to sin. In our text, St. Paul shows how the ancient Israelites were tempted. They were tempted with adultery, sexual immorality, discontent, and even rebellion against God, as we saw there in verses 6 through 10. And notice what the devil did to tempt Jesus in the wilderness, as described in Matthew chapter 4 in our gospel reading. Satan was persistent. He didn't stop with just one temptation. No, he tried three times, 
even quoting God's word from the Old Testament scriptures to try to seduce Jesus into temptation, into that sin. Well, even today, Satan is tireless. We know that if he can't get you in one area, he's going to try to find another, obviously, to find a weakness within you or me. And Satan will work to place many temptations in our line of vision like a distracted driver, to take our focus off of God, to be going away from the righteous path that God directs us to. And the evil one uses various distractions to tempt you off course. You may be attacked with temptations of the flesh, appealing to your appetites and lusts with unhealthy websites and passions. Or maybe that temptation might be the challenges of life, trying to escape those by addictions like alcohol or drugs or even electronic media. Or the temptations may come from the world as you're obsessed with greed for power and possessions. There was a woman in a clothing store. She tried on an expensive dress that was beyond her financial means, but she was greatly tempted to buy it. So she cried out, Get behind me, Satan. And she heard a devilish voice from behind her say, Well, it looks good from back here as well. So go ahead and buy it. Yeah, the devil, he's persistent in tempting us in so many ways. And the second insight about our struggle with temptation is that temptation is progressive. Temptation is persistent, and it is progressive. And that means it starts small, but it grows, and it becomes more deadly as it progresses. And verse 13 of our text says that no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Basically, every temptation is common to man, is what it's saying, instead of this double negative that's there. It says the same thing. And in using these words, it says that temptation can overcome us. It can subdue us. And there's a progression of effects here that results from giving in to temptation. Paul describes how the Israelites, they were in the wilderness, and they progressed from complaints against God to outright rebellion against him, and even the ultimate shame of idolatry, of worshiping false gods. The same is true for us. Temptation begins subtly, but it grows in destructive power. Take the example of adultery. It begins with the attraction to someone other than your spouse, and you think, well, no harm done. Well, then it progresses to sexual lust. But you say to yourself, well, I can handle it. And then there's a one-night fling and a voice you hear in your mind saying, just try it. Well, ultimately you find yourself entangled in an ongoing affair. And that leads potentially to the destruction, the disintegration of your marriage. It starts small and seemingly insignificant, but when you fall victim to temptation, you find out that you are going to frequently snowball into a situation that entraps and engulfs you. Someone has described the progression of temptation in this way. Sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap character. 
And when you sow character, you reap your destiny. Temptation is progressive as it inch by inch leads you away from God and his will and into spiritual danger and perhaps even destruction. And with each progressive step of it, it becomes more difficult to get out of temptation. And what appears harmless to us at first can really become deadly. Well, so far this message about temptation doesn't sound very hopeful, does it? I hope you're glad that I'm not stopping at this point and saying, go and have a great week. No, we know that temptation, it's persistent, it's progressive, and we know those demons, they're persistently casting temptations into our line of vision. And when it takes hold, it will mushroom. But these are not the last words on temptation. No, there is, in fact, hope for us. Because not only is it persistent and progressive, but victory over temptation is possible. This victory is promised in the final verse of our text. And Paul says here, God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. One of the most misquoted phrases you'll hear is, well, God will not give you more than you can handle. And they go, well, that's from the Bible. That's not in the Bible. You can look it up in any language. It says that God will not let you be tempted beyond what you can handle, beyond your ability. There's times when we're going through things, I'm sure, and we say, God, I can't handle this. And it just seems overwhelming. Well, God has a special thing with regard to temptation. And we see here that victory over temptation is possible because that's what Lent is. That's what we're focused on right now. Lent's about Jesus. And Jesus conquered temptation. You'll note in this verse of the one who accomplishes the victory over temptation. It's God and God alone. He's faithful. He won't let you be tempted. And it says here, he'll provide the way of escape. God is the subject of all of these verbs, not us. He's the one doing the action. It's God and Christ alone who gains the victory for us over temptation. Jesus defeated temptation by entering into the ring with it. And in that wilderness where he was, which was temptation's territory because he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. He's there following his baptism. He goes out there and, you know, the devil, he throws all his artillery of temptation at Jesus there and throughout Jesus' life. And ultimately, Jesus finds that temptation by the devil at the Garden of Gethsemane where he's praying on that evening before he's crucified. And Jesus is saying, I really don't want to do this. And, you know, Satan doesn't want him to do it either, does he? But he says, not my will, but yours be done. And then he goes to another place with a G, Gabbatha, the stone pavement where he's condemned before Pontius Pilate on that next morning. And then he goes to Golgotha, the place where he is crucified on that cross. It was in Hebrews chapter 4. It says that Jesus, he was tempted in every respect as we are. 
And we see here the temptations, perhaps, of lust and greed and power and selfishness. Those could have been focused at Jesus as well by the devil. But that's where the similarity between him and us stops, right there. Because the verse goes on to say that when Jesus was tempted, it was yet without sin. He was not overtaken by sin. He was not overcome by temptation so that he gave into it and he was submitting to it. In the face of temptation, our Lord prevailed over it. He's the only human being who can make that claim of facing temptation and winning every time. But he claims it not for himself. He claims it for you and me. He resisted temptation perfectly in order to credit that perfect sinless life to our spiritually bankrupt account of our own sin that we have. And then he assumed the penalty for our transgressions. Our submission to temptation at so many times. And he does that by suffering and dying on the cross. And he paid the wages of sin, of death for us, with that death that he experienced. In Christ, we have victory over temptation. And we have it in two ways. First of all, when we fall into that temptation and it happens, we know that we can come to repentance and that God's going to forgive us for it. If you were here in worship on Wednesday at one of the services or you were there present on our live stream in the evening, do you remember the message of Ash Wednesday? That those who truly repent receive God's forgiveness. That's why we look at this topic in view of God's mercy. And as we travel down the highway of life ourselves, we, you know, we might be distracted We might be distracted in our driving by temptation that allures and detours us from the direction that God has us, that he wants us to go. Well, we know that we can renew our focus on God and his mercy because he is the one who is able to restore our relationship with him. He's the one who can pardon our waywardness and get us back on that road. When temptation comes, What's the best thing you can do? Well, get your eyes off of that and focus on God's word. That's where we get our strength and our direction. We know that the text, it means when it says that with the temptation that God is the one who's going to provide the way of escape, he is. And secondly, the other way that we know that we're able to see how God works in us is that the text says even more. Not only providing that way of escape, but then Paul says that you may be able to endure it. That means that when you face temptation, God gives you the power to say no. We've got phrases that say no to drugs and no to other things. Say no to Satan. God does this as we keep our focus on him and his mercy. And you can drive through life in view of God's mercy. And that mercy is going to uphold you in all times. So in view of God's mercy, we say no to our desires, our passions. In view of God's mercy, we focus on Christ and his purposes for us. We're not distracted from him 
Instead, the writer to the Hebrews says, we fix our eyes on Jesus because he's the author, the founder. He is also the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. What was that joy? Was it that he was just going to be raised on the Easter morning? No, that joy was for you. It was for me. That we would have eternal life because of what he did on that cross. That's why he went. And so we travel through life with our eyes fixed on the road. That path of righteousness that is centered in Jesus. And we're not distracted by temptations or deterred by Satan's attack. Instead, with God's mercy in view, we know that he's faithful and that he will provide an escape from that corruption of temptation. So as you leave this place and you go, go with him. Walk with him. Listen to him. Talk to him. And let that world out there know about him because they've got something missing in their life. Something needed so badly. Anyone here that never faced temptation? Yeah, I didn't think so. So we know outside these walls, it's the same way. So let's be those people of God and give them that assurance that as they come to God, as the Spirit calls them and works through them, that they too may know of eternal life and not eternal destruction. In Jesus' name, amen. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.